0: but honestly you know what i picture i picture michael fleiss in an office just stuffing cannolis in his face (laughs) this is like ah, i don't even want this
1: welcome back to dear shandy listeners hello andy oh hello This is an exciting day.
0: This sure is.
1: I don't know why we're so excited for this, but we are.
0: It's a big deal. We're back to regular programming on The Bachelor franchise.
1: Yes. And I think having that one week off just brought us back to life.
0: Yeah. That was tremendous.
1: It's amazing what a little time off can do. Yeah. And so obviously we are recapping the premiere of season 18 of The Bachelorette, so Michelle's Mm -hmm. season. Overall, do we want to discuss our overall feelings on this? episode i
0: i have to say oh are over- feelings about the episode
1: wait what what did you think that was i thought
0: thinking? maybe feelings about michelle
1: to me those are separate questions but let's answer them both hmm. so on michelle first
0: i have strong feelings yeah i mean same. strong not for her but i have strong feelings that she's gonna do well
1: yeah she's great she's yeah. almost weirdly poised and calm in it's this almost role. weird yeah, yeah. But I love it. I love watching someone who is so clear in what they want and in who they are. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like she doesn't seem phased in the least by anything, including the whole Ryan stuff.
0: And as prepared as she is, none of it seems actory. It seems like they're all coming from a real place. Like all her responses and all her... Emotions and expressions are seemingly real yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, and she's quick.
0: Yeah, she's I, quick. She's she's outsmarting all of them already.
1: Well, that actually, we're kind of already getting ahead of ourselves, but you said that halfway through the limo exits, you were like, I think a lot of these guys are not going to be smart enough for her.
0: Yeah. And I don't mean
1: that... Maybe that might be a harsh judgment. That's
0: not a... No, It is. it was a a little too much of a generalization. It's early, obviously. I have no idea how smart these guys are. But it was really more of a compliment to Michelle. Mm -hmm. I just think she's very smart and she's quick. Yeah. And she's sharp and no bullshit. Her filter for bullshit is like... A thin screen. It's not like a gated fence. Yes. How Most bachelorettes are. Yeah. No offense. But <laughs> it's like a thin one of those screens you have in like your faucet where it gets that last bit of filth out of the tap water. Yeah. Like not know. the main screen. The, the last screen.
1: I know exactly what you mean. It's like yeah. it's a diaphanous screen yeah. you
0: almost that's, don't know there are holes in it yeah unless you know you know that there are holes in it but if you didn't know there are holes in it you wouldn't know you there, wouldn't are holes think in there it. were holes yeah that's, that's how, how f-
1: f- finely tuned the holes are
0: in her bullshit screen yeah yes so i think she's going to do great i think she's going to find the guy she really wants and the guy who's right for her which is going to change a lot of the way i look at this season
1: Wow, this This is a very positive outlook right out of the gate. I also have to add, though, because I want to fully cover our thoughts on Michelle before getting on to how we feel about the episode as a whole, which is that Michelle is so elegant and just seems like in a league of her own. Like She's just so statuesque Mm -hmm. and and beautiful, but there's also this element of just... I don't know, she just seems above it. She seems above being Bachelorette in a really good way.
0: I feel like Michelle is not going to fall prey to the usual emotional pitfalls of The Bachelorette.
1: Okay. I agree with that. She she suffers no fools. From what we can mm-hmm. gather, it's night one. You never know.
0: You never know, but I think I know.
1: <laughs> okay, so the episode as a whole. For me, I thought it felt kind of rushed. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they were just trying to jam everything in and... I was expecting more of like a recap of Michelle's journey on Matt's season, and then just I just felt like it was kind of like here's here's Michelle, here's her having a barbecue with her parents, and it just didn't feel like that was fully fleshed out.
0: I kind of almost feel like ABC just wanted to avoid rehashing Matt James' season too much. Oh,
1: interesting. Because
0: they fell into so many issues with that one. (laughs)
1: They're pretending it never happened.
0: Yeah, it's like (laughs) anyway, Michelle, she came from nowhere. Out of the blue,
1: <laughs> and any other thoughts on the episode as a whole, or shall we? No, get I recapping? was. I
0: have to admit, I was mildly entertained. You were. I made it through. No, no checking of phones. No, no naps.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's Pretty get to recapping. Myself. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I do recall seeing the phone twice, but I. But wasn't. it was
0: only when you rewound to check something you didn't hear.
1: Okay, fair, fair.
0: So I used those opportunities to check my phone. Okay.
1: Shall we get recapping? Yeah. Let's do it. So the premiere to season 18 kicks off with being reintroduced to Michelle, and she's in her fifth grade classroom. I thought this was really cute. Very cute. Her students were adorable. Mm -hmm. And then we learn a bit more about her upbringing, and we meet her adorable parents. Mm,
0: The apple does not fall far from the tree. No.
1: It seems that if you have lovely parents, you too will be lovely, because (laughs) it was just a lovely barbecue scene all around here, with no eating, of course. Never. She blames her parents for her being single because of their exemplary relationship.
0: Ah, wow. So she's blaming them for being too good at relationships.
1: Yeah. I think that's cute. That is cute. Yeah. I mean, it does set the bar high.
0: Absolutely. Yep. That's a, actually, it's a very, it's it's very pithy. It is. Yeah. I just, it just hit me. Like that really <laughs> is an amazing thing.
1: To blame your parents that for.
0: One of the reasons why a lot of people... There are many reasons why a lot of people stay single for a long time. Mm-hmm. Some, a lot of them are not good. Yeah. But one of them is that they have been given such a shining example of what a good relationship is that they won't settle for anything less, which yeah. they don't understand, like they cannot imagine a life yes. with less than their parents. But yeah. most people like clown on their parents anyway. They're like, I can do better than you. Yeah. <laughs> so God forbid you have a worse relationship than them. <laughs> anyway, just making an aside, an aside there.
1: I'm going very deep this <laughs> yeah. morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Get, get on with it.
1: And I just wrote she's so striking and high caliber. It's exciting to watch someone this sparkly. That's mm. what I wrote.
0: <laughs> you actually wrote that? I did. That's
1: cute. I mean, I think she sparkles. She does. Yeah.
0: She's got, she's got um, star appeal.
1: She does.
0: The, the camera likes her. And she Only likes, likes? The camera loves her?
1: <laughs> I think the camera loves her.
0: The camera loves her and she likes the camera, but not in a way that we know
1: you know it's fascinating i get the impression she's no different with a camera on her than without a camera on her and that's a very very rare ability
0: she clearly likes the spotlight but in the best possible way to like the spotlight to be yourself but also like the spotlight be like i myself i'm not changing anything but i also like the spotlight that's the kind of people that become very famous for Uh lack of a better word the people that you are gravitated to that you want to know more about because you're actually getting the real person and they really like doing it for you
1: so i get more that she's indifferent to the spotlight but i think those are both good whether
0: oh either way yeah
1: either way okay Okay. (laughs) Wow, we really like Michelle. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) We better get on with this recap. Wow. Damn. Okay. Yeah, we like her.
1: Okay, so now we get some hometown packages. Uh, There were a lot of basketball swishes here.
0: And and all of these were first takes. Let's be clear. First take, one take, done. Every single one of them.
1: Yeah, uh, we're not going to cover them all. I'm just going to pick out a few that I thought stood out. Uh, the first was Chris S, 28, from New Orleans, but mm-hmm. lives in L.A. now. Yeah. Um, he definitely is playing up the goofy guy thing. Sure. He's getting his eyebrows waxed, swimming oh, yeah. with uh, floaties on.
0: I didn't even know getting your eyebrows waxed was a thing. Now that, it, now that I've seen it done, I kind of am interested.
1: Oh, I love your unruly eyebrows. Yeah? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Okay,
0: fine. <laughs> Makes my life
1: easier <laughs> <laughs> he says i love that she wears her heart on her shoulder
0: no it's <laughs> that's a new one
1: and i don't know i'm i'm a little torn on chris S so far because i found him a little too like of bachelor stock like yeah. he was a little like even the goofiness was like look i'm wearing floaties i'm so self-deprecating oh, yeah, yeah. He, and like he's goofy.
0: playing the game he yeah. knows he knows the game
1: yeah but there wasn't we didn't see enough of him for me to really yeah. dislike him <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, be patient.
1: <laughs> okay, next we have Joe Twenty Eight, the real estate developer from Minneapolis. I mm-hmm. thought this was cool because he was flipping some houses, or
0: yeah, he's doing some some something flipish. Yeah, I'm flip-ish. not sure what was going on. Yeah, there, but, but I'm always impressed by
1: that because I love HGTV I, and,
0: and envious. We, I feel like we should have, if we were born again and met at twenty, we would have become house flippers. Oh, it sounds so fun.
1: It's my. I'm not even gonna pretend it's not my dream. It's my dream to flip houses with you and neither of us have any abilities in that department. So we're really impressed by things like this.
0: Yeah, I I could like tell people things to do. (laughs) Would that work? (laughs) Let's go back in time 25 years. (laughs) doing this
1: yeah we're really impressed by that joe is also biracial and he and michelle graduated the same year in the same city so there's definitely a lot in common here uh there was a childhood photo of his showing him with his parents and andy you had to point out that he was flashing a gang sign in a photo with his parents (laughs) the
0: lamest (laughs) the most unbadass gangster photo ever he's flashing the west coast gang sign with his parents like (laughs) It's cute, though. I mean, it's obviously cute.
1: I just thought it was funny that out of all the photos he must have with his parents, that was the one that was chosen.
0: (laughs) The most hardcore photo with his parents.
1: And then we have Clayton, 28, medical sales rep from Columbia, Missouri. I have to admit, the first time we watched this through, I missed his occupation, but I guessed medical sales rep because when in doubt, <laughs> medical sales rep. As a matter rep. of
0: fact, when I saw his, his face and upper body, yeah. I immediately not only guessed medical sales rep, but also college football player <laughs> yep. of some success. Yep.
1: Football player, medical sales rep. I mean, have you ever seen a more Bachelor franchise man in your life?
0: And like, his name is Clayton.
1: I know.
0: It's not just Clay. Because Clay would have been like, like you're getting there. You're getting there. Clayton. Oh. <laughs> Sign me up. Bachelor. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So now we have, we'll skip over Brandon J. Not that there was anything wrong with him, but we get to Nate 27, originally from Winnipeg. Ooh. That's a very big deal. The fact that he's from Winnipeg, I've got to say, changes my perception of him completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's from a pretty... its like
0: hardcore Canada. It's
1: very Canadian to yeah, be from that's Winnipeg. that's not like
0: make-believe. Like, oh, I spent a summer a couple of years in Toronto oh, no. or Vancouver. Yeah. No, that's like, you're Canadian. Yeah.
1: yeah, he is Canadian. Yeah. And he's now in Austin. He's a sales executive. And I mean, we both were like, okay, front runner immediately when Definitely. we saw him. Yeah. Okay, so now Caitlin and Taysha knock on chris g's door i thought this was an interesting segue they turned these these hometown packages into the hostesses uh knocking on their doors and invading Mm, their hotel rooms interesting and chris g's room is spotless yes and then they knock on spencer Spencer, financial crimes analyst from Cleveland, Ohio. And then they just happen upon Ryan's room. Just
0: happened upon it.
1: Ryan, 30, environmental consultant. We get his hometown package now. He was born on the same ranch his family still lives on today.
0: And he likes a good topless um, tractor driving. Of course. And a very well-outfitted raspberry picking. (laughs) Or whatever he was picking there.
1: Keisha kicks him out of his hotel room and he's all casual and he's like, go to town.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problems here. Nothing to see at all. Just a bunch of clothes and some. Yeah.
1: Keisha wastes no time discovering his bachelorette folder. Oh, that's a Because one. apparently he cannot spell the name of the show he's on correctly.
0: You know, there are so many layers to the onion of shame that he's <laughs> going to experience. That's the first you peel the first layer like, oh, you misspelled Bachelorette. What's in here? Oh, it's much worse than that.
1: I love that time was taken to draw a rose, but not to spell not- <laughs> check Bachelorette.
0: It's really it's really on brand. It's uh, tremendous stuff.
1: So, Andy, right off the bat, when yeah. this folder was discovered, yeah. you were like, this is manufactured. There's no way anyone can be this stupid.
0: Well, I, I underestimated <laughs> how stupid people can be on the show. But you made an excellent point after that, which I am completely on board with, mm. is that this whole charade of going in to look in people's rooms was because they knew that this yes. they had found out some way. Some producer yeah. had found out that he had this folder and they're like okay how can we do this in a way that it doesn't look
1: yeah because this is the, let's be honest this is the first time we've ever had anything yeah, like is, this it's so where weird. the host this is suddenly go into people's rooms bombarding them and kick them out to go through their stuff yeah i can tell you that was that did not happen on my time in the season we've never seen it happen. never and
0: also they they did the magic the three right they did three rooms correct well
1: they showed three rooms they didn't like, here's the thing. Do we think that they only looked through three rooms? Unlikely. But I think they did just enough rooms to make it seem That's like Ryan's room just happened to be on the. room. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it wasn't like a whole segment. They were like, yeah. how, what's the fewest number of rooms we could check to make this believable? And yeah. Like, oh, three, probably. yeah. Three, probably. <laughs> three. Let's go with three.
1: <laughs> so the question is, how did producers know? I, you know, I will say this in those three days leading up to when filming begins, you are sequestered in your room. Yeah. You cannot leave. And there's a lot of coming and going with producers coming in and sort of building a relationship with you and sure. chatting about what you want to wear, what you want your opening night, your limo exit shtick to be, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of coming and going. I, It's honestly, it's hard for me to fathom that he could have left this lying out in any kind of visible but, way, but he also seems so sloppy. But
0: this is the thing. It's, it's exactly, you're talking about a guy who brought... <laughs> The most incriminating <laughs> notebook that man has ever seen to the place where you have to do what's in the notebook.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's is this on- a guy who thinks, oh, I should really keep this safe in my room?
1: It's hard. I, I, I It's amazing. It's amazing. Let's just get that out of the way. He this probably is too good to it. be true.
0: He probably, the producer came in. He thought he was buddy buddy. He's like, hey, check this out. I got this whole notebook here. And I was like, yeah, that's cool.
1: So. Uh, is that you? You know, that's actually based on the level of. I'm not saying he's not smart in other arenas in life, but in this arena, he showed he's just sloppy. by even bringing this onto the show instead of just filing it away, he showed a certain level of. Bachelor franchise IQ that makes me wonder if maybe you're right. He did feel buddy buddy with a producer enough to be like, look how studied up I am.
0: He the one thing he had this whole book about how to do The Bachelor. Yeah. The one thing that's the biggest (laughs) thing about The Bachelor is don't make it look like you're doing the Bachelor (laughs) thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't make it look like you're using the playbook. Yeah. (laughs) So he was completely open about his playbook that's the one thing the one overriding rule well we're assuming he was
1: open about it maybe a producer just saw like the corner of a paper and was like hmm what's that i don't know it could have been full-blown it It could have been just something so slight but needless to say they got wind of it somehow and then i think concocted this whole bombarding hotel rooms thing around that but you know it's
0: it's literally, this is so stupid. It's like, okay, everyone does, whether they have it actually in a nice binder with bachelorette misspelled on top is questionable. <laughs> but everyone has those mental notes in their head going in the show, whether it's actual physical notes, mental or whatever, or they've gone through like, prep courses with prior I contestants. I mean, Most not people, quite to this extent. No, no, no. no. This is extreme. Not when they're
1: like emulate Jason Tartick
0: Yes. Oh, that's this is extreme. But yeah. we don't know. Everyone has their own little preparations that are probably pretty embarrassing and you would not want to be aired on mm-hmm. live TV. Everybody. It's like like you take a girl home like the first time you take her back to your apartment and like there's there's Rogaine and boner pills on your nightstands. <laughs> Like, okay, it's over. Like, it's over. Let's be honest. That's the end of... Unless she has a great sense of humor. But there's nothing totally wrong with having Rogaine and boner pills. But a lot of guys do it, especially now.
1: But you don't have it on your nightstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have it on the nightstand. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Okay. You got really worked up about that one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd earned an analogy. It
1: really did. It's just, honestly, this is too good to be true, but we'll circle back to Ryan, obviously. Uh, Night one finally arrives, and Keisha talks to Michelle, and they reveal here that they've met a few of the men. But instead of telling her about Ryan right off the bat, they're like, they're really excited to meet you.
0: (laughs) Ah, Build it, milk it. Yep, (sighs) yep.
1: And now we have our limo exits. And as with last time, I don't think anyone wants to hear us go through all 30 limo exits. So we're going to keep with our tradition, Andy, Mm -hmm. of naming our limo exit wins and fails. So we each get one win and one fail. Mm. What was your limo exit win?
0: Easy, Rick. The best one, not only the best one of this season, the best one I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. So Rick, 32, the medical sales rep, he came out in, well, he he was in, really, uh, a table, uh, what do you call those, a cart? A a, A food cart? A food cart. Yeah, like a room service cart. And his head was underneath a... A silver
0: platter. Or underneath a dome of a silver platter. (laughs) I guess it's called a dome, I don't know. Someone's going to tell us what it's called. Yeah, yeah, so Shandy's
1: tell us what that thing is called. It covers the silver platter on which his head was.
0: Silver platter dome.
1: This was fantastic.
0: It's the best. I cannot believe in, what, how many seasons of the show? I know, it's hard to believe how many how can no one have thought of this yet that's the it's the perfect
1: it was brilliant i think it might be the best one of all time that's what i'm saying for me it
0: was i haven't seen every single one i'll be honest i've probably seen 20 percent 15 10 (laughs) percent five percent whatever significant number still a lot yeah best one i've ever seen
1: yeah and even his delivery like he really executes well on this he describes the special yeah he says the special comes from Los Angeles, California, is perfectly aged at 32. I thought this was great. He describes himself as the main course and the rest of the guys as appetizers. Mm. It's great. And you
0: know what he does? He commits. If you're going to do this, you can't come in and be like, start laughing and be like, ha ha, isn't this? You have to commit the whole way. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yep. And he did.
1: Yep. Yep. Fantastic. So I also loved that one, but because I want to keep things interesting, Mm. I don't want to also have that as my limo. You gave it to me. Thank you. I gave it to you. So my limo exit win, if I cannot pick Rick, is Chris S., the commodities broker. He arrives in a school bus, a full-blown school bus with his head out the window. He's wearing shorts and a backpack, and he says he's never been so excited to go back to school. That was great. And he says that she might have to take an exam of his. He says, you might get an A, I might give you a D.
0: Aww, oh, he had to throw that one in there. I
1: mean, you know, I have a bit of dirty humor, and I think that yeah. that, that was pretty funny. It was, it was well executed. And when she reacted, he was like, a diamond, a diamond. Right, it was great. Right. It was I good. thought it was he fantastic. He did it all
0: executed well. That was my very close runner up.
1: I mean, it was, a, di- in my opinion, it was a distant second to Ricks. Uh, yes, <laughs>
0: but I'll give you this Yeah, to make you feel it better. It was st-
1: still very good. Okay, so Andy, what was your limo exit fail?
0: easy. Apple guy.
1: Rodney. Rodney. He doesn't. I'm not
0: even. even, He will forever be called Apple guy. I'm not giving (laughs) him the respect of saying his name. This outfit, okay, okay, you've made the decision, I'm going to dress up like an apple. Yeah. Okay, number one, I'm not even going to talk about the fact that he mentioned the one apple that's not red. Yes. And, and that's just And I'm so glad she called
1: him out on that. So, I, I thought it was going to go unnoticed. Uh, yes, yeah, but that, I think that solidified Michelle in our favorites list when she was like, it's, Granny Smith yes. is the one green apple. And
0: she knew like 90 apples. <laughs> yes. How, come on, I... One of the things, I mean, do you know a lot of Apple's names?
1: I know my my share, but wow, she put me to shame. I would
0: love you more if you knew more Apple names. There's nothing, <laughs> you can never be in the wrong by knowing a lot of names of apples. That's a good thing to know. Uh-huh. And without a doubt, in my opinion, the best, most versatile Apple there is, is a Granny Smith. Yes. And it's green.
1: Yeah, and well, he Granted had the is-
0: nerve to just dis- 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 besmirch the name of Granny Smith by like wearing this red generic. I don't know what is that—a Macintosh, maybe a ripe magentosh or a red delicious, whatever <laughs> it was. My main beef with this is you're gonna dress like an apple. That outfit, literally, you know that was yeah that was like it's like it's like October thirtieth. You're like four years old, and your mom's got you this nice ghost outfit or like some you know I don't know a Smurf outfit or something. She did it. She got you the outfit. Yeah. And at the last minute, on like the night of October thirtieth, you're like, Mommy, I don't want to go as a ghost. I want to go as an apple. And she's like, Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta get an apple. I, I, I don't have time for this. So she goes to like Walmart. Yeah. To like the Halloween costume section. Yeah, and that's like, picked over. Yeah, there's like. A, a six-month-old kid in an apple outfit it's literally like a piece of paper with an apple drawn on it that has strings that go over your arms yeah and she's like here it's like 20 bucks yeah which yeah it should, at it's most. like 50 cents yeah it's worth 50 cents but she pays 20 bucks for it and that's yeah that's the one he chooses yeah yeah it's he chose the shitty the absolute shittiest <laughs> halloween apple costume i guarantee you that's what he did. He went to a Halloween <laughs> store and got the shittiest apple costume for the Bachelorette. This show has a, it has a $50 million budget. He couldn't have asked the producer, hey, I want to dress as an apple. Can you get me a really high end apple costume? One where it's like three dimensional and like I fit inside the it's apple true. and my head is like the leaf of the apple or something.
1: It's true. We got a real school bus. We got a real fire truck. They we got had a, a fire bed. truck. How you know, much it cost to rent a fire truck. Someone dropped the ball. I'm not saying it was definitely Rodney. It's possible that he, the day before, was like, I got it. I'll dress like an apple because she's a teacher. And then some handler had to go out and find him an apple costume. And remember, this was filmed in non-Halloween season. Now it's easy to be like, find a Halloween there's costume. Always, come
0: on. In L.A., there's a shop. There's a Halloween <laughs> store open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That's, that's New no York. Question. I
1: don't know if that's L.A. That's
0: L.A. Come on. Are you <laughs> kidding me? There's costume parties in L.A. every night. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we were not into this Apple costume. It was very cheap and poorly thought out. Then the fact that he didn't even think, what Apple am I going to be? This
0: was possibly the worst exit I've ever seen. <laughs> but he handled himself as a human okay. Yeah. With his mouth. He was
1: nice enough, but. He was fine. We were not into the Apple costume, oh, nor the geez. fact that he didn't know what Apple he was. <sighs> I really hate it all. So I respect your fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fail is Brandon K, 29, brand manager from Austin, Texas. I'm going to go easy on him because he did get sent home. I don't uh, like yeah, to yeah, pile yeah. it on. However, this was bad. He gives her a necklace that he says is the finest jewelry in all of Louisiana, and then as she's putting it on her head, he says that to earn the necklace, he has she has to show him her, and he goes like this. And she immediately is like, okay, I'm giving this back to you. And he's like, your heart, your heart. Ugh.
0: It, was, it, was, it, it hit everything on the bad checklist. Ugh. It was the worst. It
1: was awful. Like she has to, you give it to her, then she, you say she has to earn it, and then you're like pretending to Making gesture her, her boobs. I mean, and then come you're like, on. oh, heart. Like To me, that, that's the difference between... Uh Chris S, you know when he's like giving you a D, right. but that's a great, that's a funny play on words. You get right. A B C D in school, your exam, you yeah. can get a he's D. Literally, a D just can also g- mean dick. It can also mean diamond. Exactly, it's funny. And while this was just like, what? Ugh.
0: Yeah, what's the word there? What? What did you? What was the win after you said that? What were you looking for? You know
1: what gets me her is, her is that this never refers to heart. This refers no. to heart.
0: And by the way, he earns complete anonymity from both of us because. When they were doing, well, I'm jumping ahead, yeah, can, yeah. whatever, but but at the final rows <laughs> yeah.
1: or at the rose ceremony, at the rose
0: ceremony, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> to really jumping we ahead. We
1: paused because our delivery came, yeah, and it, we paused and we saw Brandon Kay in the corner of the screen, and you were like, who's that guy?
0: We kept <laughs> saying, who the hell is that guy? Did they just, did they miss someone and they had to pull someone in from, like, the, the crew to dress up as, like, a bastard person? Mm-hmm. We had no idea who he was.
1: Yeah. Brandon Kay. okay, we were supposed yeah. to go easy on him because he went home. Not into this, Limo Exit.
0: Hey, all publicity is good publicity. But I guess. He's getting, this is the best he's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like tens of thousands of people will hear us talking about him for more than three seconds is good for him. We're oh, giving him, wow. a, we're doing him a service.
1: Wow. That really.
0: That's how bad his exit was. Oh. That getting dissed on a podcast <laughs> is the best he's going to get out of this show.
1: He clearly lacks good judgment no
0: and we're still talking about him. We people are, are still listening about brandon k this is he's getting great airtime
1: people are gonna look up brandon k because yeah, he's
0: of- got we just gave him like 40 instagram followers <laughs> he owes us he owes us <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome yeah, <laughs> sorry i just true. need a second
0: the truth is funny
1: uh, okay <clears throat> So before we move on from the limo exit, so we do need to briefly discuss Joe. Because Joe comes out last, 28 real estate developer from Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got the intro video and he's getting villain music now. And she says, have I met you? And he's being kind of coy about it. And... The music becomes increasingly villainy.
0: Yeah, we were confused. Like, what's wrong? This guy seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's good.
1: Yeah. And then as he walks away, she's like, Is your last name Coleman? Did I slide into your DMs? Uh oh. And he says, Yes. And then it's revealed here that she DM'd him. She tells uh, Keisha this that she DM'd him and that he ghosted her. But she DM'd him about basketball and that they exchanged a few messages back and forth and he ghosted her. I just want to put a pin in that. Because we're going to circle back.
0: Yeah. 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 We will circle back.
1: (laughs) Okay. So night one begins now. Michelle comes down the stairs in beauty and the beast fashion. I wrote Mm -hmm. that down because of those big stairs. This setup was really cruelly laid out. Yeah. Everyone's at the bottom of the stairs and anything that goes up or down the stairs, everyone's just like,
0: it's ridiculous. It's like, it's like something out of like beauty and the beast. I just
1: said that. Oh, did you forget?
0: Sorry. I have a very (laughs) short term memory. (laughs)
1: So, like, you just goes in one ear and just like lives somewhere.
0: I hear the the way I listen is I hear seventy percent of things perfectly and thirty percent not at all. Like, I don't half hear; I either fully hear or nothing.
1: Well, it sounds like you have heard Beauty and the Beast just now.
0: Well, maybe in some lizard part of my brain it went in, yeah, and that's what I, 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 but I myself, Andy, was not listening when you said that. Okay, so I listen either one hundred (laughs) percent. Or completely zero.
1: Or lizardy.
0: Yeah, but I am not listening. My, my, yeah. It's not like I'm like, oh, I was digesting my food recently. I'm not doing that. My body's doing okay,
1: that. Okay, so your body heard Beauty and the Beast, but right. you, okay. My
0: brain, my Andy was not listening.
1: I, I mean, I don't care. We agree it was Beauty and the Beast in yeah, fashion. Yeah, but I was
0: distracted by other things. I was thinking about the stairs. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, those stairs, and I wasn't able to do both things yeah, at the same time. Yeah, no, no offense. All,
1: all you did was reiterate what I said, I'm which just, is that. Yeah, the,
0: reiterating re- a good point.
1: Yeah, reiterating. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm really, really good point.
1: Okay, so I wanted to point out how Jamie is the one who hands her the drink. I've mentioned before, I think it was in a written recap, mm-hmm. but there, this is something that's assigned by a producer. Yeah. So I think that makes Jamie someone to keep an eye on just because historically, usually the person who, who hands the lead the drink when they come in for their toast is someone to keep an eye on. Sometimes not, but I mean, I was that person on my season and historically, usually that person plays some role in the season. Interesting. I think sometimes when that person doesn't, it's because producers just predicted wrong. Mm. So Michelle in her speech, what a speech this was. She was great. Ooh, solid. So calm, collected. She, ta- she challenges them to stay open, stay vulnerable, to be their authentic self and just really poised. I mean, almost weirdly oh she's weirdly comfortable in this role it's almost
0: concerning (laughs) like i part most of me is really into it and part of me is like this girl's up to something she's too good
1: (laughs) yeah she is that good and the guys of course all marvel at her composure her elegance Mm -hmm. and we agree so jamie very smoothly takes one-on-one time here it it says something about a guy when he can get that first one-on-one time and not be the butt of other guys jokes well
0: uh, he is a ceo that's ostensibly CEO of a biotech, yeah,
1: biotech company. CEO. Andy, you said, hmm,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, you, there there's many ways to be the CEO of a biotech. company. Yeah, you no- can you I can tomorrow open up an LLC and make myself <laughs> the CEO and it's a biotech company or it's a legitimate biotech company. I feel like it's somewhere in between, but it's legitimate.
1: Yeah, well, he seems really respectable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. really embarrassing no, about Jamie. I think
0: he's 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 doing well for himself. Yeah, I, I do. I, I I mock because it's so easy. Yes, but I do actually think he's he's doing well for himself.
1: I agree. So he tells her within a second that he can see what the fuss is about with her, mm-hmm. and he tells her that she smiles with her spirit. Yeah, I thought that was nice, and she says there are no awkward moments with him. Always a good sign. No, yeah. and yeah. It's sort of nice, nice starter one-on-one time. Oh, yeah. We move on to Peter now. Remember, he came in with the pizza dough that he threw on the ground immediately.
0: Also a good a- exit. I, 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 I liked was into that one. Head. It was
1: nowhere near the top of the list, no, but it was definitely it was great. He made cannoli for them to eat. And somehow, I don't know how this is possible. Michelle has never had cannoli in her life.
0: It's the first strike against her. The
1: first strike. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen footage of him making the cannoli, personally. Not that I don't believe he made it.
0: No, I think he made it. I I do think he did, It's not that hard to make cannoli when you run a pizza shop.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joe now has one-on-one time. Can I I just
0: add just one one little thing there? Yeah. What do you think the odds are that any more of those cannolis were eaten by anybody?
1: I mean I hope they didn't go to waste. I have a
0: bad feeling those cannolis went to waste. I
1: mean there's a ton of people working on this show. They get whisked off. They're untouched. I can see producers, handlers maybe eating his cannoli. You know what
0: do I feel like about the Bass Threat? I, I, about the whole Threat franchise production There's a lot team. of food waste. No, I think there's a real hierarchy. And I think that a lot of people would have wanted to eat those cannolis, but I think there's some powers that be they are like, no, you're not you're not ranked high enough to get to eat those cannolis. There's only a few people who could have eaten those cannolis.
1: There and only Wait, the executive producers, basically? Not exec-
0: yeah, some high-level producers. I think they have first dibs, and if they don't eat it, they kind of end up, yeah, just throw those out.
1: What? Yeah, I think
0: it's like real, real nasty.
1: <laughs> Took that in such a dark direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just worried well, about those Well, actually, canolas. there is
1: that strike going on, or a potential yeah, strike.
0: part of that strike is like, we want to eat those leftover canolas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Wow, I hope you're wrong, but now I'm starting to think you might be right.
0: I think two bites were taken of those cannolis and the rest went right in the can.
1: Uh, we're going to instead believe that every single cannoli was eaten.
0: Yes. By the lowest level producers. Yes.
1: By the lowest level producers. Yeah,
0: the, the like best the grips and the best boy <laughs> and like the uh, the the intern. They got the cannolis. That's what I'd like to believe.
1: I hope that the person who got to eat that cannoli was the woman who wheeled out Rick's room service table.
0: Oh yeah You know what it, That would be nice But honestly You know what I picture I picture Michael Fleiss In an office Just stuffing cannolis In his face He's <laughs> just like ah I don't even want this He's oh. like Yeah <laughs>
1: That brings full circle the image we had from last season where you said that The Bachelor franchise was like a big smorgasbord of food yeah. and that everyone's feeding on it in some way.
0: Yeah, and it's somehow at the top, Michael Fly's just stuffing cannolis in his
1: yeah. face. Yeah, and we, what were we? Oh, we were chipmunks. Chipmunks, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Cheers. our friends over at Reddit, what were they again?
0: Oh, they were the bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is actually the most important uh, organism in the ecosystem. Yes. Yes, yes they, they eat the final detritus that is left <laughs> over. They would just sit there and just rot and no one would have at it.
1: Yeah, no, it's important. They yeah, play they, a they very important up, role. They
0: clean up the, the ecosystem yeah. of garbage.
1: So Joe gets his one-on-one time. Michelle makes a point of seeking him out. Mm-hmm. And she says, I was surprised to get a few responses back. And then, you know, someone forgot to hit send. Uh-oh. So now we're addressing the fact that he ghosted her via mm. Instagram DM. I assume it's Instagram. He said he had a lot going on at the time. He had property in George Floyd Square, mm. three blocks away from his murder. And there were a mm. lot of shootings and murders going on that caused him anxiety. And he says he didn't think he was in a place to meet somebody. And Andy, you were blown away by this explanation.
0: Yeah. There, I have... There's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to try to yes. make this brief. But okay... That is as good an excuse (laughs) as, like, any excuse. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's an amazing excuse.
0: It's too good an excuse for the the matter at hand.
1: Well, yes, and I had a big issue with what an issue was made out of this. Well,
0: the thing is, it's like, all he had to do... Look, I honestly think it's no big deal. Like, ghosting on DM is a low form of ghosting. Oh, my God. And especially since Michelle made it seem like they were just talking about basketball a little bit for a brief time, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. So... The crime is, I mean, we're talking, this is like jaywalking level ghosting. Yes. But all he had to do is say like, yeah, I, I, I should have just, you know, said like, I have things going on, you know, let's talk some other time. I don't know. Even that it's like, really, is he breaking up with her on DM after five six But you, you got to do an excuse commensurate with the crime. Yeah. Like he literally was, it was like, it was like, Hey, you know, I asked you to get me coffee. He's like, Oh yeah. But September
1: 11th is (laughs) now. I. I, (laughs) Michelle says that he didn't have to be ready to be in a relationship. He just needed to communicate that. And it's a matter of respect. And her hesitation with him is how she didn't know that he might not shut down like that again. He says he's working on his communication skills and he's been going to therapy and focusing on this. And he says he truly came for her. And she says she appreciates him being open with her and being a black man talking about going to therapy. She sees him and she has to protect her heart as well. And the whole thing ends with, we'll see where it goes. I don't have an answer now.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. I know you have thoughts. I just want to jump in one more time. Yeah. We are talking now about supposedly, and this is where I think there's a wrinkle, supposedly an innocent, just low-level DM convo that was brief and ended with a ghosting. Yeah, yeah. Now he's literally getting into using the excuse, which is, by the way, one of the most valid excuses of all time. Yeah. That he's a real estate developer in the heart of the George Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. Like, great excuse for a bigger problem. Yeah. Then he's talking about going into therapy yeah. to make his communication so skills his better. Community. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight now. He ghosted her on a really innocent, very brief DM yeah, combo, Which, according
1: to her, was about basketball. Was about
0: basketball. Yeah. And he used the excuse of the most pivotal event in like the last 10 years <laughs> and that he needed to go into therapy to fix himself to f- solve this problem. There is no way this was an innocent conversation about basketball. That's where I'm going. Okay. With this, because I the evidence I have is that the excuses are so big. Yeah. And Michelle is too intelligent, I think, and too poised to be able to, to get that upset about this random yeah. guy not go ghosting her yeah. on an innocent basketball DM convo. Yeah. I don't buy it. There was something going on.
1: Okay. There. Wow. Like you think they reached FaceTime level. I
0: think they reached dick pic level <laughs> <laughs> or something like that.
1: Okay. So there's two ways to analyze this. One is it did go further. And so therefore his ghosting was more of a crime. Yes. Or if we're to take what she told Tasha and Caitlin at face value it was indeed a conversation about basketball. She slid into his DMs mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of back and forth and he just didn't respond. If it is indeed the latter case, which is what she sold it to be. This is ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. Which is why, because I have this very circumstantial opinion. Yeah, of yeah. Michelle, this is very elevated opinion. I think it's impossible yeah. that there wasn't more going on here it makes no sense. No, I
1: agree with you completely. Or she's the most vindictive person in the world. No, don't take it. Don't take it in that direction because here's the thing. I don't think, I think ghosting always hurts. It always sucks. You know, it it is rejection even if it's the lowest form. So I don't think it makes her vindictive to have been annoyed by that. But I do think that she was definitely making him quake Mm -hmm. throughout this whole episode on purpose, right down to the fact that he got that last rose, which I do think producers encouraged. Yeah. You know, like really punish him for having ghosted you. you yeah, know? The fact that he's here now, is he here for the right reasons or just because you're Bachelorette? <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I guess I just found the whole thing to be blown away out of proportion. We're not
0: getting the full story.
1: We're not getting the full story.
0: And she's purposely... To her detriment to some degree, she's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. She either says exactly what happened. Yeah. And then it gets weird or she downplays it. I
1: think she downplayed it. She
0: purposely downplayed it, but she didn't realize that was going to come back to yeah. make her look kind of like,
1: why, why are you, you that care? upset about that? Yeah, yeah it was
0: a tough situation. Yeah. Anyway, moving on.
1: <laughs> she did make him nervous, I think, throughout this oh, yeah. entire episode. And Andy, you called that a very strong move.
0: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. How satisfying is it if you get ghosted, <laughs> legitimately ghosted, and then the guy's on the show yeah. where he has to get your Rose, approval. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> Oh, that's that's as good as it gets.
1: Yeah. Her really punishing him here is just the most human thing. Oh,
0: delightful. He has to be punished. There's no choice. He can't fight back. He's just like, give it to me.
1: In his ITM after, Joe says that he didn't expect to have to explain this. And so he wishes he'd explained better. I think that says a lot. Mm -hmm. The fact that he didn't think he'd have to explain it tells you. That maybe he didn't think it was a big deal, which then takes it back in the direction of maybe it really was just a quick back and forth about basketball, in which case she is holding on to something there.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to unpack this possibly later.
1: (laughs) I think we've unpacked this enough for now. We're
0: going to unpack this more in a future episode where she exhibits (laughs) similar
1: behaviors. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. Rick now gets his one-on-one time. He's wheeled in Mm -hmm. and she feeds him a strawberry. Sorry? Commitment. Oh, he's committed. Strong commitment. She feeds him a strawberry. We spent a lot of time wondering if he was sat cross-legged in there or kneeling.
0: <laughs> I think kneeling. I, like, if, like kneeling on some sort of rolly like cushion thing.
1: Oh, that's, that sounds rough. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with cross-legged because that, that sounds more bearable to me.
0: I couldn't sit cross-legged for more than 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> you, you could kneel for 15 minutes and not sit cross-legged?
0: Actually, kneeling is, is a pretty, you'd be surprised. It's a pretty comfortable position if you keep your back straight. Like uh, on your knees? You're taking oh. all the all the kind of, you're taking everything off your calves and, and your Oh, I could sit quads. cross-legged.
1: I could almost sleep cross-legged. I could not kneel.
0: For well, you're amazing. I mean, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. If I did that, I'd be paralyzed. <laughs> like I'd get up and they'd be like, oh, he, I can't stand anymore.
1: So Rick says he wants the journey to be fun, not just stuffy and serious, and that he's there to make her laugh. And Andy, you said he's drunk. <laughs> He did look a little oh, drunk. he was, he was in general, a lot of the guys, as the night wore on looked yeah a little glassy eyed oh
0: yeah, can I be honest? I actually one of the things that impressed me most about Rick was how he kept it together, yeah. being that drunk was yeah. I know he was tanked, <laughs> and he was like his words were coming out at the right speed, like no slurring. it was very impressive
1: yeah in general, Rick gives me Jim from the office vibes, totally, yeah, all right, now Rodney gets one on one time. I'm not so sure Rodney would have gotten this time if it weren't for the apple thing yeah. but it came around she accurately says that a granny smith is the one green apple oh, thankfully and that he could have said red delicious ambrosia sweet tango honey crisp pink lady she lists these That's off the incredible. top of her head this
0: woman loves apples yep
1: and now we get a quick montage of one-on-one times and we hear ryan plotting to get his mm. So now Ryan gets his. Everyone keeps referring to his truck as an ice cream truck. To me, this looked like a shaved ice truck, but what do I know?
0: This is not a big issue to discuss. <laughs> not,
1: not important. They eat their ice cream while they connect over being giving. Mm-hmm. He says that her being so giving resonated with him because it's so hard to find. Mhm. What a giving man he is. Yes. Now that Michelle has spoken to Ryan, because that was important. Yeah. Keisha pulls Michelle aside to tell her about him and his bachelorette <laughs> folder in his hotel room, and Michelle, it, what I love is her reaction. She doesn't seem that upset. She's just like, Ugh. <laughs> it's
0: like everything she, was going so smoothly. Yeah. I got to deal with this now.
1: Yeah. And she as she heads over to confront him. This is my favorite moment of the oh, whole episode. Amazing. You catch a moment of her sighing. She goes. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> she just, Such a
0: perfect reaction. Yes.
1: Instead of like going into this frenzy or some spiral about feeling like the men are there not for her or whatever. She's just like, oh, I have to deal with this shit. Yeah. It's, it's like great. It's
0: like your dog shit on your friend's carpet. That's like the same kind of like. Oh,
1: yes. God. Yes. So Michelle pulls Ryan aside and all the guys are watching on.
0: Yeah. And they think it's good.
1: At first, At first, but then they watch the body language and they're like, oh, this is going bad. And she tells him that she heard he has notes on how to act. Mm. And he says he's acting as he would any other day. <laughs> and she says, but don't act, just be yourself. Do you need to take notes on how to be yourself? Mm. Good comeback. His excuse now, we agreed this was as good an excuse as he could possibly use. The best
0: excuse you could have in a terrible no excuse situation. Yeah,
1: he claims he is new to the show and didn't know what to expect and he hasn't watched more than two hours and therefore he took notes just to, you know, be studious. So far so good. He claims he did not write those notes, but his friend's wife did.
0: Now he's getting into deep water.
1: Yeah. And then he also says that he wrote notes on the way and coming there. And she's uh, like, well, which is it?
0: He's slowly. The water is slowly creeping up. <laughs> it's now right below his nose. Yep.
1: Yep. He's breathing through his nose only at this point. Mm-hmm. She says she wants to see them. and He's like, fine.
0: Oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> We get now, now, the, now <laughs> it's questionable how clean his underwear is at this point. I think he's, he's, he's breaching a dirty underwear. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. It's at least wet.
0: Yeah. It's moistened <laughs> by something that's not holy. <laughs>
1: We get great expressions from the men as they walk to the elevators to Mm -hmm. go to his room. I think Pardeep might be our new expression king. He gave a great mouth agape look Mm -hmm. here. Uh, In his hotel room, he's sort of hovering over her shoulder as she's reading the notes here in his hotel room. His
0: underwear is becoming more endangered.
1: (laughs) And she goes "Mm," and she basically kicks him out of the room and I swear there's a moment now where she's reading and she covers a smile. I swear there is. Oh, yeah. I'm going to insert it. Because she's like, <sighs> like, she's so not bothered by this. I think she just finds it all very amusing.
0: It makes her job easier.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: It's one down. That's yeah, it. One, one less do- to worry about.
1: Yeah. So now Ryan in the hallway in his interview says, when I'm watching the episodes, I write stuff about Michelle. What's the big deal? Yeah, oh, totally fine. But who cares? then I wrote, so he has or hasn't watched only two hours yeah. of this show. It's all
0: falling apart. Now. It really he's is. Now, he's now holding his breath. The water's above his head.
1: And he says, everything is true. I'm not trying to do anything for the right reasons. I'm here for the right reasons. You know who he reminded me of here? It is sort of like constant babble. He reminded me of that guy from Office Space with the stapler. Oh, the stapler, the stapler oh my guy. Oh, God. He was just like, and then, yeah. the other, and then I, I'm here for the right reasons. And then I, I, oh, you think totally. I'm not here, but really just my friend's wife. with, him and with him. It's just like, yeah. I know she likes ice cream. I just wanted to write down ice cream. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like talking and talking. It's totally true. It's so great.
0: Good analogy. I mean, he has way better hair. Can we talk about, like, no matter what happens to Ryan, excellent hair. He gets an A plus on hair.
1: He gets an A plus on hair quaffing because something tells me he doesn't wake up like that.
0: Uh, look, I don't know what he does to his hair. All <laughs> I'm saying is the amount of hair, the thickness of hair, the lustrousness of hair. Uh, yeah. lustrousness. 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 And the general shape and and texture and, and depth is absolutely tremendous.
1: <laughs> so here, Andy, you said if he makes it past this night, it's planted. Until yes. he got sent home, you really did think there was a chance this whole thing was planted just because it was so unbelievable. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was so unbelievable that anyone would do that. I get I get the taking the notes. I even get, if you're a weirdo, having a binder with a misspelled bachelor and a little rose on it. That's really <laughs> weird, but...
1: To bring it to bring it? What is he gonna do?
0: Go home at night for reading, like, okay, remember, section (laughs) A subset three, don't show that you like the best red too much, and then don't drink too much and don't eat too much. He
1: needs to reread the paragraph about how he comes off as demanding and unkind and needs to seem (laughs) positive. His best friend
0: His best friend wrote in there, he's like, Yeah, you're a real asshole. You gotta keep the fact you gotta keep your real personality like buried a little bit. You're a complete piece of shit.
1: Okay, so now Michelle comes out and says, I'm not okay with starting a relationship on red flags. Fair. yeah. And now twice he tries to change his her mind. Mm. He says, give me one chance to make it up to you. And she's like, please respect my decision. And he's like, is there anything I can do to change your mind? And she's like, again, please, I've made my decision. Yeah. I love how she put him in his place here. You can tell he is used to talking his way out of sticky situations. Yep. Yeah. And
0: usually this probably would have worked.
1: It's almost scary how easily he like, plays it cool and yeah. lies. Like he's, he's a used car salesman.
0: With great hair.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like most used car salesmen probably have great hair.
0: It's, it helps, I think. Yeah, to sell a car with great hair. I'd buy a car from a guy with great hair. Would you? Yeah. It would be, it'd be easier to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. just know. feels like I'd be sold better with a guy with great hair.
1: Well, the, his hair probably works for him 99.9% of the time, but mm. not here, and she sends him home. And t- let's talk about what a gold mine this was that mm. producers found. Mm. And they did have to mine for it, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. They they had... This didn't come easy. They had to concoct a whole thing around it. But what well, a gift. The, the
0: evidence came easy. The, 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 the framing of the, the evidence mining. was work. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, holy cow. Yeah. What was this guy thinking? The amount of shame that was dumped on him because of this. The amount of shame he was risking. Yeah. Did he never think for one second? Did he? That's what I don't understand. Did he never think for one second as he was packing his bags on his way to this TV show (laughs) that millions of people see? Did he think for one second, maybe I should just put some of this stuff to memory and keep it in my desk?
1: Unbelievable. Andy, you called it at the time, the roadmap of stupidity. Mm Mm-hmm. It really is. We're more appalled at the stupidity of putting that in your suitcase than we are at his master plan.
0: I would say that this is an invaluable lesson for him. (laughs) He's young enough to learn, he's very got a lot of life ahead of him. Yeah. Learn from this. Don't ever do anything like that again. (laughs) (laughs) It cost him probably a hundred to two hundred thousand Instagram followers. And a lot of shame. And a lot of people recognize him in the street saying, oh, you're the guy who was stupid. Yeah. But it'll go away in six months to a year. It'll be fine. And he'll learn.
1: The question is whether or not producers would allow him to come on Paradise. Because then he really... He's already in the family. He's on the show. He oh could be God. like...
0: I just realized something. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I just realized something. What? This is like a Nancy Drew moment. This guy has no shame. He saw what happened with Thomas... And he said, I'm gonna up the Thomas to like a billion. <laughs> and I'm a really good looking guy. Yeah. I know I'm good with girls. I'm sure he's good with girls. I mean, I'm just assuming. And I'm gonna kill it on paradise, but my odds of killing it on paradise are so much better than my odds of winning the best red- I got it. He's a genius. <laughs> he's not stupid. He's a genius. So
1: you think he was pulling a Thomas slash oh grocery store Joe? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I just realized. I apologize, Ryan. You're a genius. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. Oh, mwah. The question is, do producers let him come on Paradise? Because producers don't like feeling like they're oh, like they're he being is, outsmarted.
0: Oh, he is on Paradise. <laughs> I guarantee it. Even the rose and the misspelled bachelorette. <laughs> I am unworthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I am not worthy, Ryan. I'm sorry. And you still have great hair on top of everything. Oh wow. I'm not worthy. That's genius. Inception level. Inception Oh my God. Beautiful work. <laughs> Bravo.
1: That really says something about how stupid what you've done is when we it's so stupid that we imagine that it's it a was genius a genius scheme. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I I'm not, I know this sounds like I'm joking, but I'm kind of not joking.
1: Wow. Okay, well, time will tell. We'll know mm. next summer. We will know. Summer 2022.
0: When he, on Bastion in Paradise, ends up... Engaged? Engaged to, to...
1: A recently single bachelorette, former bachelorette. Who has
0: over half a million Instagram followers. <laughs> He's going to be on Bastard in Paradise, is my prediction. And if this prediction comes true, I know that there's a very good chance this whole crazy theory is Right. He's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. He's going to end up getting engaged to someone with many hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. Wow. And it's going to be in People Magazine. Or us weekly.
1: <laughs> That's a downgrade.
0: <laughs> or, or us weekly.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. You're giving Ryan a lot of credit.
0: No, I'm also giving him no credit. It's yeah. binary. He's yeah. either the stupidest man in the world or the smartest man in the world. Okay. But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Because if this plan was concocted the way I'm saying... Yeah. He's he, I, I, way more s- smarter than anyone I've ever met.
1: And we have to reiterate, the issue is with him bringing the folder, not with him having a plan. There's a book, shout out to Game of Roses, called How to Win the Bachelor. It's not like anyone, I think, at this point goes on this show and it's just like, I'm going to just play it by ear.
0: Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he brought it on and he brought it on. There was a rose and a misspelled <laughs> bachelorette. I'm telling you, the man has no shame. And a 200 IQ. (laughs) And a 10 out of 10 hair.
1: 10 out of 10 It's a good combo. Mm -hmm. You can
0: do very well in life with no shame, a 200 IQ, and great hair.
1: Especially in this country. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So Michelle sends him home and addresses the group now. And what I love is that she didn't spend more than, I think, one minute addressing this. She was just like, I don't want someone who's not authentic. Uh, now let's resume the cocktail party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautifully done. I love she didn't shed a single tear over this. Nope. Yeah. Okay, so now Nate gets his one-on-one time. He says he tends to be more guarded, and they and then they recap his entrance, and he talks about how nervous he was. Mm-hmm. She really directs this conversation. I was very impressed with this. Yeah. Pretty much he was sort of babbling about how nervous he was, and she was like, well, I want to talk about you. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want to talk about family because you said you have such a great family, blah, blah. And she was like, I want you to talk about your family. Mm-hmm. And here he reveals that his parents are divorced and his mom just recently divorced his stepdad Mm. and his he calls his stepdad his best friend that's rough and she says she sees how hard it was for him to open up and that you're growing when you're uncomfortable
0: Mm. true yeah
1: yep yep she's very wise very and he says in his ITM that she's good at making people around her feel comfortable because he normally wouldn't open up and he was she just is. spilling everything. I can see it from here. Yeah, special trait to have, actually. So now Caitlin brings out the first impression rose, upping the tension. Has Ritter. there
0: ever been a more obvious recipient of the first impression rose? I don't think I've ever seen one.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Except for you.
1: I, no, are you kidding? I, was I didn't
0: see it, but <laughs> but having seen it since since we've been together... Yeah, you were no, obvious.
1: No, th- I don't think anyone expected me to get it. Yeah, you're right. That's Everyone funny. expected Andy to get it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, including myself. <laughs> I'm,
0: just, I'm just unbelievably
1: biased. So now we get a montage of Michelle's one-on-one time with various guys while Rick talks about how confident he is to get the rose. We learn that Martin is the baby in his family, and so is Michelle. Mm-hmm. Clayton's mother teaches special education. Mm. And Brandon Jay, his self-proclaimed characteristics are fun, truthful, and caring. Those are good. Yeah,
0: those are good. Really (laughs) generic, though. (laughs)
1: Okay, so Michelle arrives now for the first impression rose and immediately pulls Nate. Very, very unsurprising. You're right. They take a long time to walk up the stairs while everyone watches on. (laughs) And she says she saw him push himself and be vulnerable and gives him the rose. And Andy, here we decided that... Yes,
0: we decided a couple of things. One is the word watch for next week is vulnerable. Yes, and by popular demand, mm-hmm. I have picked a word that most likely will be mentioned a lot, which mm-hmm. means I will have to do more work.
1: Yes, and Charlene no, will, and have, to I will have to do more work. work. More, mainly in sharing. editing, I'll have to do more work. But,
0: but to appease the demands for more less esoteric <laughs> word choices, <laughs> yes, I am like choosing. <laughs> I am shooting right down the middle. Yeah, vulnerable.
1: And the winner of the word watch will receive a hello, Tushy bidet. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Hello Tushy Bidet has been kind enough to continue to sponsor the Shandy Word Watch. And so if you guess correctly, you will be automatically entered to win a Hello Tushy Bidet. And we will randomly select one name from that list. Yes.
0: And you will join a growing family of happy, free Hello Tushy Bidet owners. <laughs> yeah.
1: So just to reiterate how this works, you can enter your guess either below this YouTube video and you use the numeral for the number. So if you think vulnerable will be uttered six times, you use the number six. You do not write out six. Or you can also comment on the Instagram post for this episode over on Instagram at Dear Shandy. Mm -hmm. And one winner will be randomly selected if you guess correctly. So think hard. (laughs) And you have to enter your guess by Friday at midnight. all right so michelle gives nate this first impression rose and he goes in now for an expertly timed and executed kiss we were marveling at this kiss
0: this was as good a kiss as i've seen on this whole franchise
1: nate is is not a new new kiss he did
0: he he used two advanced moves one of which i discussed in a previous I believe um He did the chin grab. He
1: did the chin. But it wasn't a grab. It was a a, a chin guide. Oh, 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 let me
0: tell you that. Which is so
1: tough to pull off without seeming aggressive.
0: There is is a tiny, in the spectrum of chin grabs while kissing, there is a tiny sliver (laughs) of light where it's not creepy or aggressive. Yes. And he hit that. But then he took it another (laughs) step. And he went for the neck hold with the left hand. Which is almost, <laughs> honestly, like... I, I, We're I,
1: impressed, Nate. That's like
0: Olympic level. To get away with a chin grab and, and a and neck on hold. on the first kiss. On the first kiss. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> okay. Afterwards, she says, I felt sparks, butterflies, everything that you want to feel when you kiss someone. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Chemistry through the roof. And now we have our rose ceremony. I don't think anyone wants to hear me list every name. Nobody. So we're just going to go over.
0: Oh, you know who wants you to list every name is, is what's his name? Michael K. Is that his name? Michael, <laughs> Michael K. Kay. Michael Keaton.
1: <laughs> it's Brandon K. <Kay>. No. It oh. <laughs> is Brandon K. <Kay?
0: laughs> okay. K's in point. Yeah.
1: Well, no, we gave, we, g- we already gave Brandon K his Instagram yeah. followers.
0: Yeah. He's the one he's like, he's like, maybe they're going to list every <laughs> single one. now. No, sorry, Rand. You already got your spot.
1: Brandon, and Kate did go home. We are going to touch on Garrett, though. How the hell? No love for my
0: beautiful Asian brother. Are you <laughs> kidding me?
1: This is the most. He's so handsome, and what he's the... a tech CEO. What I couldn't. The... I was also great hair. Oh, I... This guy must have the worst and personality he, ever. And he broke his foot. He broke his foot. What the hell, <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> I thought for sure. I thought it was a given. He was so good looking. I thought he might be someone who could win. No, it's true. He was so handsome and just, I thought he seemed nice and cool. We didn't see one-on-one time. Maybe he didn't get any one-on-one time. Because actually heading into this rose ceremony, we heard Chris S. say that he didn't get any time and he hoped his entrance would be enough. So it's safe to say some men did not get time. And that sucks because that guy is good looking. So you're saying
0: anyone who doesn't get any time gets booted automatically?
1: No, because Chris S. did get a rose, the one that said he didn't get time. It's not uncommon that some people on night one don't get any time, and sometimes that sends them home, and other times they just scrape by. do you go that? The without- most famous ever is Tyler C. from Hannah's season. You didn't even see Hannah's season, and you still know who Tyler C. is. Wait, he's the,
0: he dated Gigi Hadid? Yes.
1: Are you kidding? He got sent home No, night- no, 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 no. He didn't get any time on night one, but he still got a rose, and oh, then he got time okay. later. But my point is not getting time on night one can send you home because they don't have any relationship but this though. is this
0: is my question you got this beautiful wonderful man yeah. with a great job and he's <laughs> broken foot a broken foot yep. and he seems like look on very very little interaction like we saw very little of him but he seems normal ish uh-huh. yeah right yeah how without any knowledge of his personality
1: do you send that guy home he would have been on my short list to stay. I'll put it apple that way. Apple guy gets gets <laughs> over him. Are you kidding me?
0: The guy who doesn't know that Granny Apple is green. <laughs> looks like a four-year-old with a last-minute Halloween costume. gets Beats Garrett.
1: We're <laughs> Garrett. We're upset. We're upset. Maybe Garrett will get to go on Paradise and be the next. Grocery I mean, Garrett is
0: going on Paradise, <laughs> and he's battling it out with Ryan for top spot.
1: Um, <laughs> and the other person we had to mention was Joe Mari, because Andy, you said that guy should go into radio.
0: Oh my God, he's got the most amazing bass baritone I've ever heard. Yeah,
1: great voice. All right, Andy. So we already set our word watch, mm-hmm. and so let's move on to our predictions now. We're back into predicting. Yep. Yeah, No longer are we going to talk about who we would go for, no. although I think it's pretty clear I would go for Garrett.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might go for Garrett.
1: <laughs> okay, so predictions. Andy, who do you have in your top spot?
0: Nate. Same. Easiest one ever.
1: Yeah, easiest. We-
0: I Honestly, I'm going to say right now, and I know I'll probably have egg on my face, but there's some drama. Like Nate has someone buried under his floorboards or something. We'll find out later in the show. I guarantee there's going yeah. to be drama. Well,
1: as we said with Katie's season, when we thought Greg would win and he did get that first impression rose, we were like, well, either he wins and something goes really downhill. Right. Or he doesn't win and he continues to look like a front runner. Right. And it turns out it was the second one and the first one combined. And the first one, yeah. It was
0: both. <laughs> I, am, I am officially saying that I am giving it 80% chance that Nate... When wow. wins, gets Michelle's heart, excuse me.
1: By the way, according to his Bachelorette bio, he's 6'8". Uh,
0: he's the tallest, possibly he's the tallest Boston contender Thomas. of all time. Taller than Thomas. He dwarfs Thomas. <laughs> dwarfs. He looks down. His neck hurts <laughs> from looking down at Thomas.
1: Okay, so I obviously also have Nate in my top spot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Andy, who is your number two?
0: My number two is someone whose face I remember, but name I forget. <laughs> Jamie. Uh, thank you. <laughs> my number two is Jamie. Jamie. I think that Jamie's a smooth talker and not just a smooth talker, but he backs it up. There's substance yeah. there. He looks good. He looks older in a be- in a good way. I'm not saying he looks like weathered. He looks older than 32. He carries himself older than 32. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about like the older, older the better, the better yeah. in this show. I think Jamie's got a good strong second position.
1: All right. Okay. So in my second position, I have Joe. Is mm. uh, that shocking? No. Uh, for me, she gave away a lot in this episode regarding Joe. She thought he was attractive enough and interesting enough to DM him in the first place. I think when you have out of context familiarity with mm-hmm. someone on this show, it's really valuable. Yeah, as we even saw with Katie and Blake Moyes, oh, yeah. like just even having that little bit of interaction. I, I back feel and a forth. Blake
0: Moyes deja vu here.
1: Yeah. Or even, you know, Caitlin and, and Nick Vile, like mm-hmm. the, the whole, like they had been talking. I just think that that really goes a long way in this environment. There's just that bit of familiarity. Sure, sure. He's from the same city. Uh, she confessed to finding him really good looking. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like even when Keisha was like, Are, is this a good or bad thing that you, that he goes into you and DMs and he's here? And she was like, I think it's a good thing. Like she was still interested. I think she was just punishing him a bit by giving him that last rose, but I think she's, more into joe than she's letting on i agree okay so andy who do you have in your third spot
0: in my third spot i have the most central casting bachelor yeah. clayton
1: yeah i mean have, has there ever been a more bachelor no. franchise person than clayton
0: not that right I down recall. to the name right down to the name mm-hmm. i just think he is like the safe choice for top four like i think <laughs> that if clayton doesn't have a top four he did something real bad
1: yeah fair Okay, so I have in my third spot, Chris S.
0: I I also was considering him. I
1: know that's kind of a weird choice because he did not get one-on-one time, but I also think that all time where he was there, he was shown, so he Mm -hmm. got the intro video, his whole limo exit or school bus exit and I think his goofiness that he really likes to lead with is something she'll respond to. She talked a lot about wanting to have fun and be goofy and so I'm interested to see them talk more. Okay and now Andy who do you have in your fourth spot?
0: My fourth spot is under the silver platter dome Rick. (laughs) Yes
1: yeah. I think
0: Rick is is funny. Yes. Genuinely funny. Mm -hmm. He's poised. He's well spoken. Even when he's he's wasted. He's wasted and Puts together a perfect sentence, which is very impressive, Mm -hmm. especially on The Bachelor. And he um, seems very likable. Yep. And I think that he doesn't have the Bachelor franchise confidence to take the top couple spots, but he's going to round out my top four.
1: I mean, it takes confidence to come in with that entrance.
0: It does, but I'm not sure he has the, the the. I know this is a very, very nuanced take, but I don't think he has the staying power. I don't see him maintaining the level of confidence you need to make it to the end.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so you think he's going to get a little insecure. Yeah,
0: I think he's going to break down a little bit towards the end and he's going to be the fourth.
1: Okay. All right. I also have Rick in my fourth spot. Wow. I don't know if I see it quite the same way as you. I can see him. I, I actually, he strikes me as quite confident. And I think that, they're going to have a lot of fun together. I agree. Yeah. So I can see her liking that about him, that he is, he seems like a fun-loving guy. Absolutely. Okay. And now, Andy, we will keep with our tradition of doing night one wild cards. Mm-hmm. Who is your wild card based on I, this episode? I, I
0: struggled a lot with this one, but I it, i would be remiss not to include Joe
1: okay. in, the, in the mix. Wow. So my number two spot is your wild card. Yes. Oh, interesting. interesting.
0: I stand by my theory, that, that based on all the evidence I have... Yeah. And the the the, the high esteem, which I place Michelle in, yeah. I believe that there was significantly more than just a brief basketball discussion over DM. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, so why is he still only a wild card then? Because... You think she's going to hold it against him? I,
0: I think that there's some lingering bad blood there that's going to eventually do him in.
1: Oh, wow. You know? Okay. So you think for... Uh, For Joe, this whole thing was over before it began because of what happened in the past. And I
0: also, I have to say, I have to say, whether he ghosted her light or ghosted her heavy, he ghosted her. And he clearly thinks he can do better than Michelle, and that By having done that? By having done that. And that will come out later in the show as he doesn't give enough. I guarantee you there's going to be an episode where she's like, I'm just not getting enough from you. And he's like, oh no, I really like you. I love you so much. Wow.
1: So you think that when a person ghosts someone else, whether they know it or not, that means subconsciously, they think they can do better than that person. It doesn't matter what the
0: excuse is. It doesn't matter how meaningful the excuse is. And I always say this on our Q&As, I say this. Yeah. You, if you find the love you've been looking for, you will do anything to maintain it, to keep they it.
1: Were, it was a back and forth about basketball, according to her. Basketball.
0: All I'm, all I'm saying is, is that usually true love happens fast. Usually. Usually, you know pretty quickly that there's something extremely good there. Uh-huh. And I think seeing her face and having a few back and forths about basketball could have been enough for him to be like, oh, there's something special here.
1: I disagree. I think until you meet in person and we don't know that they did, we think it's possible that they did, but if they did not, everything is fair game. You just I don't think that there's any value placed I, in a couple of DMs back
0: and I forth. I 90% agree with you, but I think even on a subconscious level, a ghost is a ghost is a ghost.
1: Oh wow. And no I matter don't think what the situation is,
0: he at that moment felt that he didn't need to pursue her and he could have done better or just Not care. Just been like, I'm not interested. I'm just not even pursuing. I'm just doing something else.
1: So you think the entire explanation about being in a bad place and lots of murders and shootings going on around his properties uh, and just being stressed out. Again,
0: that's an amazing excuse for anything. uh, Yeah. Is it an excuse for this? I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. I think there's something else at work here that... We, we there's layers that we have no idea about there. I'm telling you, there's a lot of layer. Here.
1: I will. OK, to support your argument, I have never dated a guy who initially ghosted me or who I initially ghosted. Nor have I. OK, we'll just leave that there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: OK, so my wild card is Brandon J.,
0: I, I struggle with him because yeah. I don't see chemistry with him and and, and Michelle. But for he some seems reason, a little young.
1: he is younger than her, but he also just comes off. He carries off. himself young. Yeah, he came out on the bed and and they had they had some time shown and he was the one who described yeah. himself with three characteristics. What yeah. Was it fun, truthful and yeah
0: will be okay and- great but the, the point <laughs> is is that i i've seen an enormous amount of screen time with this guy yeah. yet i don't know why because i don't see a spark with the two of them at all so f- for whatever reason they've chosen to just yeah. keep showing him
1: okay so we've listed all our predictions including wild cards and now we have to quickly touch on the next bachelor because i want to ask you shandy's If you would like us to recap from the perspective of knowing who that is or not, because for what it's worth at this point, Andy genuinely does not know who the next bachelor is. Mm -hmm. And I do because it's I feel like I don't know how you've managed to avoid it. It says something about who you follow on Instagram (laughs) or how much time you spend on Instagram. For me, it's been unavoidable. I've known for a long time who the next bachelor is just based on everything being leaked and it showing up in my feed. So, Shandies, I'm going to ask you. Do you know who the next Bachelor is and do you want us to recap as though that's just common knowledge or do you really want us to be a completely spoiler-free environment and we pretend or I pretend as hard as I can to, uh, to not know that?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question.
1: Yeah, if you guys would like us to recap as though it's common knowledge, I will promptly tell Andy who it is and then we can just resume. We'll just leave that on the table there and you guys let us know what you think and we'll go with the majority on that one. Yeah. because again i don't want to ever be patronizing in our recaps i don't want to be like no. oh ho 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 we don't know when everybody knows sure. so you tell us if you know mm-hmm. and if you would rather we all just talk about it like we know what we can do andy is have you guess based on night one who you think the next bachelor is because i have told you already that the next bachelor comes from this season mm-hmm. do you want to guess
0: I- i'll give it a shot okay Okay, so the last Bachelor was Matt James. Mm -hmm. So clearly ABC is going to go with the white guy now.
1: (laughs) Because they're consistent, if nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah.
0: And how can I not pick the most Bachelor guy I've ever seen, Clayton?
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's who I think. Okay.
0: And I don't feel strongly about it. Okay. But it's who should be Bachelor. Based on what I've seen in the history of the franchise. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that.
0: I sense from your reaction that I've guessed incorrectly.
1: I'm not going to tell you.
0: But I know you was you're my wife. <laughs> and you know that I'm wrong. I'm I can not. see it. Oh, I can see it. <laughs> you're such a good liar, but I've now figured out your lying tricks.
1: What are my lying tricks?
0: It's in the eyes. Okay. Your eyes don't move, but your face does.
1: What, what, is my, what are my eyes giving away right now?
0: Your eyes are giving away that I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think. We'll leave it there. And Andy, then I think that's a wrap for this recap. Wow. Yeah, Just it flew like that. by, didn't it? If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram. That's also where you would submit your vote or your guess rather.
0: Numeral vote.
1: For yeah. Your numeral vote for the Shanty Word Watch. Uh, tell your friends, leave us Apple Podcasts ratings and reviews mm-hmm. and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy and keep it in business. Goodness. <laughs> Goodness. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Sh-